Chapter Ten of Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace by John M. Burke. Chapter Ten. Bill kills his first Indian. Like all boys bill had a sweetheart with whom he was dead in love in a juvenile way of course he had a rival of whom he was terribly jealous one day attacked by his rival who was an older and larger boy buffalo bill defended himself with his pocket-knife wounding the youth slightly the cry at once arose bill cody has killed steve goble and terribly frightened at what he had done bill immediately took refuge in flight the teacher in hot pursuit fortunately for bill one of russell and major's freight trains was passing beyond the hills on its way to the west reaching it he recognized the wagon-master with whom he had before served he was concealed in one of the wagons until night when he went to his home bade his mother and sisters good-bye and continued on with the train to the far west the trip proved one of delightful experience to the boy and on his return he was paid off with the rest of the employees when he went to herding cattle for the same firm after a few months spent at this work he started with a herd of beef cattle for general albert sidney johnson's army which was then marching across the plains to fight the mormons reaching south platte river they were camped for dinner and had no idea of danger near when with shouts and yells a band of indians dashed in upon them a hot fight followed and three of the party were killed buffalo bill with the rest of the band was driven to seek safety under the river bank keeping the indians at a safe distance with their guns it was on this occasion that buffalo bill killed his first indian being at the time but eleven years old as the cattle had been stampeded by the indians and the horses also the little party was forced to return to fort kearney after many hardships and passing through many dangers the fort was reached though several of the party were wounded and had to be carried by their comrades a company of cavalry and force of infantry with one gun were sent out to endeavor to capture the cattle buffalo bill and his comrades accompanying the expedition upon reaching the place where the fight occurred the bodies of their comrades were found literally cut to pieces and but few of the stampeded cattle were captured upon his return to fort leavenworth the young indian fighter found that he was published far and wide as the youngest indian killer on record in fact a juvenile celebrity what bearing this taste of laudation had on his future career may easily be inferred the following summer buffalo bill engaged at forty dollars per month in gold to go with the wagon trains carrying supplies to general albert s johnston's army the trail of the train was through kansas into nebraska near the big sandy then running sixty miles along the little blue striking the platte river near old fort kearney then up the south platte then across to the north platte near the mouth of the blue water 
where general harney fought his great battle in eighteen sixty five with the sioux and cheyenne indians from this point the train continued on to the great salt lake valley at that time russell majors and waddell had upon the overland trails nearly seven thousand wagons seventy five thousand oxen two thousand mules and eight thousand men were employed while the capital invested amounted to two million dollars the expedition was without adventure of importance until the south platte river was reached the country was alive with buffalo roaming in all directions and among them were found some of the herd of cattle stampeded by the indians long before discovering the herd of buffaloes ahead they at the same time sighted a party of returning californians and being between two fires the buffalo herd stampeded at once and broke down the hills some thousands of them rushing through the wagon train wagons were turned over poles were broken buffaloes were mixed up among the terrified oxen and shouting men who were unable to manage their teams many of the oxen broke their yokes and stampeded and the frantic buffaloes played havoc with the train this caused several days delay to repair damages and gather up the scattered teams when the train reached within eighteen miles of the green river in the rocky mountains a party of twenty horsemen came up they were covered at once with guns and the wagon train found that they were in the hands of the mormons who were at that time engaged in hostilities against the army of the united states it was impossible to resist and simpson was forced to submit first however soundly abusing the apostles the mormons took from the wagons all the provisions they could carry then set fire to the train and drove off the oxen the trainmen however were allowed to retain their arms one wagon six yoke of oxen and provisions enough to last the party until fort bridger could be reached it was late in november when the party reached the fort and they decided to spend the winter there in company with about four hundred other employees of russell majors and waddell rather than attempt to return which would have exposed them to many dangers and the severity of the coming winter during this period of rest the commissary became so depleted that the men were placed on one-quarter rations and at last as a final resort the poor dreadfully emaciated mules and oxen were killed for food for the famishing men fort bridger being located in a prairie fuel had to be carried nearly two miles and after the mules and oxen were butchered the men were compelled to carry the wood on their backs or haul it on sleds but for the timely arrival of a trainload of provisions for johnston's army many of the party would certainly have died of hunger arrangements having been made for a return to fort leavenworth all the employees at fort bridger concluded to accompany the returning cavalcade simpson was chosen brigade wagon-master of the new outfit consisting of two trains and four hundred men when the train approached ash hollow simpson decided to leave the main road and follow the north platte to its junction with the south platte the two trains had become separated some fifteen or twenty miles between them the latter train 
in charge of assistant wagon-master george woods under whom billy was acting as extra simpson accompanied by woods desiring to reach the head train ordered billy to cinch saddle up and follow him when the three reached cedar bluffs they suddenly discovered a score of indians emerging from the head of a ravine less than half a mile distant and coming toward them with great speed dismount and shoot your mules was the quick order issued by simpson who was at once alive to the situation as the stricken animals dropped in their tracks the two men and little boy crouched down behind their bodies which lay together in a triangle and using their dead bodies as breastworks opened fire on the indians with mississippi yeagers and revolvers killing three and wounding two ponies the redskins surprised at the hotbed they had struck circled around and sped away again halting several hundred yards distant evidently for consultation this gave the trio time to load their weapons and prepare for a second charge which they felt sure would be made the indians were armed with bows and arrows which of course required close range to be effective and this gave the little party an advantage which partly compensated for the superior number of their enemy little billy showed so much pluck in the dangerous position he occupied that simpson could not help praising him and by way of further encouragement he said my brave little man do you see that indian on the right riding out from the party to reconnoiter yes i'm watching him was the reply well suppose you give him a shot just by way of experiment billy at once extended himself and resting his gun on the body of the mule before him took steady aim and fired bully boy a splendid shot shouted simpson as he saw the indian topple from his horse struck in the side the distance was fully three hundred yards after a long parley the indians scattered and came charging back again whooping in a delirium of excitement when they had approached within less than one hundred yards the besieged party turned loose on them shooting two more out of the saddle but the indians rushed on discharging a shower of arrows one of which pierced george wood's right shoulder producing a most painful wound for a second time the red warriors were repulsed and they drew off again evidently for the purpose of resorting to other tactics getting beyond the range of the yeagers the indians formed in a large circle tethered their ponies and disposed themselves for a siege with the evident intention of starving out the brave trio about three hours afterward however the crackling of bullwhackers whips was heard and soon the advancing train was seen coming over the hill the indians appreciating what this meant and gaining their ponies rode down on the little party again discharging another flight of arrows and receiving a volley of bullets in return no damage was inflicted on either side in the last charge and the three were saved after bandaging wood's wound the train started again and met with no further detention or accident reaching leavenworth in july eighteen fifty eight wild bill had been a special companion of billy's during the entire trip and so warm had become the attachment between them that the latter gave him a pressing invitation to go with him to his home for a short visit an invitation that was accepted by wild bill End of chapter 10. 
recording by john brandon